friends, I'm Maria Peña, here with another episode of Voices for Change, where each week I will introduce you to people that are doing their part to enrich and empower the Hispanic community. Later on, I'll tell you how you can help make our podcast better, because it is, after all, a program meant to inspire everyone who wants to contribute to change in their communities. Over several weeks now, President Donald Trump has made allegations that there will be massive voter fraud if states expand the use of mail ballots. But this is an election year unlike any other because of one of the worst pandemics in a century, and most Americans want the option to vote by mail. Is there really a risk of massive fraud if Americans vote by mail? Charles Stewart, a political analyst at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, weighs in on the controversy. So, you know, right off the bat, tell us, you know, whether or not there is a significant um, voter fraud problem in the U.S. There, there is not a significant voter fraud problem in the United in the United States. I think part of the the evidence that there isn't is that the stories about voter fraud that do occur are rare and they almost always involve small town or small time offices, local offices um, um, that have small electorates and um, people aren't watching. But, um, but like I said, um, um, the cases that arise are very, very rare. Mm-hmm. Now, the president has been making uh, allegations for several weeks now that um, the mail-in vote will um, produce, you know, large, massive voter fraud, and um, that was the p- part of his reasoning for not wanting to um, sign off on additional funding for the postal service. Um, if, you know, many experts have said, you know, mailing vote has a lot of mechanisms to prevent fraud, um, why is he making these allegations? What is he What is he basing his allegations on? Well, I mean, th- th- there's two possibilities. And since I'm not in his head, I, I can't <laughs> speak mm-hmm. to which one it is. But mm-hmm. I think one is um, there is a pattern of President Trump um Catching, he had he has a tendency to hear about controversies and problems with policies and spin them into into fantastic stories. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's one real that's one possibility is that someone told him that there are problems with mail ballots that um, Democrats want mail ballots more than Republicans do, and. Um, and not knowing much about the the issue, not caring to know much about the issue, um, he turned that into just a fantastic mm-hmm. um, set of claims. And he's done that with a lot of policies. And um, so that that's one possibility. The other possibility that's been raised is that he is preparing his followers for um, for de- his defeat. And um, one one of the ways of either making that palatable, or um, you know, continuing to stoke the outrage after he leaves office, um, he's wanting to um, basically inoculate so inoculate his 
his campaign with the no- notion that the only reason why he loses is that the election was stolen. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, many reasons what, I mean, he might do that. One is um, he has a famously um, um, tender ego. The second possibility is that he recognizes this could very well be a, um, a, a good move in order to kind of continue an outraged media empire mm-hmm. and um, public presence after mm-hmm. he leaves office. And, you know, I remember that back in 2016, um, after he, um, you know, took office, he kept making the claim that there was fraud in 2016. You know, obviously he was angry that he lost the popular vote. He right. even created a commission which found no proof that there was massive fraud. So here we are four years later, he's again, you know, trying to make the claim that there will be massive fraud. And I'm just wondering if maybe that's also preparing the way for um, challenging the results if he loses by a small margin. He could very well, and um, there's a couple of ways that could that could play out. And one is just simply if there are close elections in a few states, or um, if on election night, before all of the absentee ballots have been counted, he finds himself narrowly ahead in a number of states. It could very well be um, a launching point to try to put it into the counting to challenge, um, you know, the late, you know, the continued counting of the ballots and to find um, a strategy that would, um, you know, kind of use the overtime period of vote counting to his advantage. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, <clears throat> you know, obviously um, m- most people are saying, most experts are saying that uh, with the additional millions of people voting by mail, the likelihood is that the winner won't be known the very same night. So, so what are the likely scenarios for uh, beyond November 3rd? What, what are the likely scenarios that we are going to see here you know, in addition to the possibility of a, of a vote recount? Well, I mean, I, I think you know, there are three major ones. The one actually that I think is the most likely is that we will have a clear view on election night who the likely winner is. And that's mm-hmm. because there are a couple of states that we can think of as bellwether states, North Carolina and Florida, that will be counting their ballots very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so if, for instance, if Trump wins, I mean, if, if Biden wins Florida mm-hmm. on and, and that's clear and if he either wins or comes very close in North Carolina, then that's a very clear um, signal mm-hmm. that whatever the delays are in other states, mm-hmm. that it's a good night for Biden. Mm-hmm. The elections have become so nationalized that, mm-hmm. that that's one possibility. Mm-hmm. I still think I still think Trump is not going to go quietly yeah. but that i think the most actually i think that's the most likely one mm-hmm. the, the second most likely one is one that it's not quite clear what's happening in florida or north carolina and there is um a wait of two or three days in for in pennsylvania michigan a few of the other close states to see um you know kind of where things stack up i think there, you could actually um, have a sturdy skirmish over 
um, the count, mm-hmm. attempts to challenge absentee ballots, and um, I think some nasty fights that would make um, Florida in 2000 with the Bush yeah. versus Gore mm-hmm. um, situation look like a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's number two. That's slightly, I mean, that that's less likely, but that would have been the next one. The third one is um, either that scenario or a scenario where you know, maybe he doesn't win Florida, but um, he looks like he's pulling ahead in, I mean, Biden doesn't win Florida, but it looks like he's pulling ahead in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. in which case I think there the Trump campaign and um, led on by, by President Trump will push even harder to, um, you know, put, a, put an end to the counting. Mm-hmm. And so I could, um, I could imagine. This is the least likely scenario, but I could imagine that actual or threatened um, or threatening of violence among um, President Trump's followers mm-hmm. could lead to, um, um, you know, a real, I mean, a, 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 kind of a, a real crisis um, of the sort that we haven't seen in you know 150 years mm-hmm. and and going back to the the mail-in votes you know obviously a lot of states have built-in mechanisms to prevent fraud you have barcodes you have you know a way to verify the signature and so forth so so what would be the real danger um of you know problems with the mail-in vote what would be the real danger um there well, actually, I think that the real danger is not, or, or the real risk of the mail-in vote is not, is not fraud, but rather, um, rather legitimate ballots being rejected because voters have failed to sign the ballot or they arrived late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we know, we know from my research, research of other people, that something around um, three to four percent of mail ballots. Um, are rejected because of these reasons, and so, uh, and and if um, Joe Biden is more like, or Democrats are more likely to vote by mail than Republicans are, then those votes that end up, those ballots that end up being rejected, are going to be ones that would have given votes more votes for Biden than for um, than for Trump. But even leaving aside the partisan. Um, you know, the kind of the partisan lean of, of mail ballots, an idea, you know, running an election in which three, 3% or so of the ballots are rejected for technical administrative reasons mm-hmm. is, I would say, um, a real failure of an electoral process. And especially when you have states where the margins are going to be so narrow that that could be a, po- a, a huge problem. Exactly, and it could be a huge problem both, both because of the optics and because in a in a recount or a contest, what the, the, the most um, intense scrutiny goes to ballots that had been rejected. Mm-hmm. And so, and if you have a state with 50, 60, 70 percent of the ballots being by mail, let's say three percent of the mail ballots rejected. Then you know you would be hand scrutinizing up to two, you know, say two percent of all the ballots in a state, and that's a lot of ballots to scrutinize in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I hear you talk about the the the, the problems with mailing vote, I'm wondering. Um, 
there's a lot of anger directed at at the postmaster general because you know the allegation is that by doing all the stuff he did, although he's walked most of it back, um, that he's basically sabotaging the mail system so that um, he could help uh, Trump um, get reelected. I mean, is there any is there any truth to that? I don't know that there's any evidence of it, nor do I really think we have to go there. Um, I, 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 my, my own sense is that when, when all the facts come out, um, Louis, um, Louis DeJoy's major crime will be having a 10 year when it comes mm-hmm. to what we all need to be doing at this time of, of great um, strains on the electoral system, and you know, I mean, I think any other any other president, Democrat or Republican, would have a um, postmaster general under these circumstances saying, you know, the post, you know, the post office is here to partner with our our election partners mm-hmm. to make sure the election comes off. But you haven't seen that. What mm-hmm. you've seen is the postmaster general. Only thing he has said is basically been that, um, you know, you, you states are screwed up and um, a bunch of your a bunch of your voters are not going to be able to get their ballots cast. But the reality is that these service standards that DeJoy was making reference to in, um, in, in these letters have been well known to election officials for many, many years. You know, if you're inclined to vote by mail and you have to apply for one by, by mail, then you should give yourself three weeks between when you apply for the uh, apply for the ballot yeah. and, and and the deadline. So these are known problems, and um, and I, I I I don't think that anything that the postal service has done, um, you know, in the last six months has um, made made it demonstrably worse. Mm-hmm. But what it hasn't done is not said. You know, despite our challenges, we're going to do our best and give our best service to ballots because this is an important thing. You know, and that's a, a very important uh, important point that you raise because there's the other allegation of some conservatives that um, there's going to be this endless, uh, you know, vote count after the after the elections, whereas they they fail to remind people that. Uh, if you're going to be, ma- you know, voting by mail, it has to be uh, postmarked by November 3rd, or it has to get there by November 3rd. Um, a lot of um, election officials don't properly mark ballots as election mail. And so there there do end up being a lot of ballots that come in, you know, the Wednesday, the Thursday after the election. Mm-hmm. Comes in on Wednesday. You know it had to have been mailed on Tuesday, and if it came in on Thursday, it was probably mailed on you know on Tuesday or Monday as well. Mm-hmm. So, so Nevada, for instance, um, in the governor's executive order, said that if you can't, so for ballots coming in after election day, for three days after the election day, they have to be postmarked. But if you can't establish the postmark. You can still accept it if it if, if it arrives within three days of the election. Um, you know, that that is a problem, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know the Trump campaign is suing about that. And I think there's a good chance that um, they're going to win win mm-hmm. on that one. Mm-hmm. Well, you've certainly given us a lot of insights into what may happen um, in November. So I thank you for that, and, and thank you for giving us all uh, of your time. Oh, my pleasure.
pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, thanks for reaching out. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Voices for Change. Thank you for tuning in. We hope to continue bringing you inspirational stories like the one you just heard. We thank you for your ideas, suggestions, and comments. So just look us up on social media or send us an email at vocesforchange at gmail.com. Remember Gandhi's great advice, be the change you wish to see in the world. Until next time...